Hey team, it's Danielle and welcome back to the 40-something and interning podcast. This week we have a new dietetic intern that's going to tell us all about her personal experience in dietetic interns. Please welcome Sarah Kushner. Hi Danielle, happy to be here. How are you Sarah? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm doing good. Nice, so let's just jump right on in. Can you introduce yourself to the 40-something audience? Sure. Um, So as you mentioned, my name is Sarah and I'm a current dietetic intern. Um, But first, I actually, um, this is a career change for me. So I started, um, I went to Ohio State University for my undergrad and I graduated with a degree in hospitality management. After that, I spent four years working for a catering company. Um, So I was doing sales and event planning and things like that. Um, then I decided after a while that that wasn't for me anymore, and I switched to dietetics. So I just got my master's at Bastyr University. It's a tiny little school. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's um, a really small school near Seattle, Washington, and it was also my DPD program. And I am now an intern at Virginia Tech. Okay, nice. That's a lot. So when did you become interested in nutrition and dietetics? So that happened while I was working for this catering company. I, I've i always loved food. I've always um, been around it. My family has always liked to cook. Um, so I was really interested in it. But I noticed at the catering company that we were selling all this delicious food. And it was, you know, really great and beautiful. And I realized that I just didn't know what the nutritional benefits of it all was or were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It just... It just became something that I really wanted to learn about, and it led all the way to um, a decision to become a dietitian. Okay, so a little background. So you, you know, got your undergrad, got your master's. You worked um, in sales and catering for about four years. How old are you? I'm 28 years old. Okay, that's a lot before 30. <laughs> Thank you. Not, yeah, that is a, that's a lot and good and awesome that you were able to really figure out um, what you are interested in from the journey that you've taken and now being a dietetic intern. So something that piqued my interest about you um, that encouraged me to interview you was that you have ADHD. And so I'd like to know how that has impacted your experience as a dietetic intern, but also if you could explain what ADHD is to our audience. Sure. So ADHD is a mental condition. Um, it, I would say the most commonly known quality is attention difficulty or difficulty focusing or paying attention, but it can also come with things like hyperactivity and impulsiveness or impulsivity. So it can have a lot of impacts as Mm-hmm. as you might assume, on just day-to-day functioning at work, at school, in an internship. And for me, I've noticed that partially because of my ADHD, I have a lot of professional interests and personal ones. But okay. speaking of you know, dietetic internships, I have a lot of things that I'm interested in learning about and a lot of you know, potential career paths that I find really intriguing. And that has led me to want to just experience many different things in my rotations. Um, So I did seek out a program that was a little more individualized and allowed me to do that. So I've had the opportunity because of my my wonderful and marvelous director at Virginia Tech to pursue rotations that give me more exposure to all of my specific interests. Um, But in a more, I, because of my ADHD, 
I do have to be sort of mindful of things like how I spend my time and um, just um, I, I'd have a tendency to sort of jump around from uh, from interest to interest, um, which mm-hmm. is great, but it sometimes means that I, you know, leave a lot of thoughts or projects unfinished and that can be challenging and feel sort of um, not defeating, but it can just, it can mm-hmm. be pretty uh, tough sometimes to to see other people, you know, having these long careers or these aspirations they've had since they were a kid. And meanwhile, I'm jumping from thing to thing every few weeks. Um, so a dietetic internship is a really actually a good place for somebody with ADHD to be, I found, because I get to experience a lot of things and I do get to sort of jump around every few weeks, you know, for the next several months until I'm done. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And for you to find a, um, a program that kind of lends itself to the experiences um, that you want to have and pay certain attention to a number of different things. So when were you diagnosed with ADHD? I was diagnosed my senior year of high school, which would have been in 2010, I believe. And that was after actually years of telling my doctor, I think I have ADHD and him saying, well, you're very high achieving in school. You probably don't. And it's something mm-hmm. that goes missed a lot um, in, in people like that who get good grades or who are just generally able to function in society um, and in girls. It gets, um, it's underdiagnosed in girls and women a lot of the time. Mm, okay. So can you give me some detail, um, your um, dietetic internship, what that roadmap looks like for you and what you ended up selecting as rotations that caters to your many interests? Sure. So I started my internship in August and I first did 10 weeks of inpatient clinical at a very large, very busy hospital in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. It was a great experience. I learned a lot. I got to see a lot of really interesting and different and, um, you know, patients with just a lot of um, acute illnesses which was really interesting. However, it did also confirm what I already knew, which is that clinical dietetics is probably not for me. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was never something I I have dreamed of doing, and it was a great experience, but I'm happy, or I was happy, to move on to my outpatient rotation, which I had right after that. I feel really lucky to do three weeks with a private practice dietitian who actually focuses on ADHD uh, with her clients. So that was really eye-opening for me. She also has ADHD, so it gave me sort of a, a really um, insightful look into how somebody with ADHD can successfully run a business, yeah. which is something that I've thought about doing, but sometimes thought, well, I'm not sure if I could handle it. I'm not sure if I have the skills. And after this rotation, I decided that I can and I do. So that was yeah. really great. And then I just had winter break. And after winter break, I just started a new rotation at a food policy consulting firm. Uh, So food policy is one of my other potential interests. So that counts as a community rotation. Then I'll do a couple of other community rotations. So I have one coming up with a dietitian who is also a yoga instructor and Mm -hmm. uses both of those, uh, both of her certifications to treat people with eating disorders. Um, I will actually be doing a rotation with my dietetic internship director because that is one of my other interests is learning how to run a dietetic internship. So I'm super excited about that. And then I will do some more community and I will round it out with some food service at a local public school district in the spring. Okay, nice. So how many um, months is your internship completely? From start to finish, it's nine months. Okay. 
Nice. And you did a traditional um, internship, meaning that it's not distance? Correct. Yes. Though, because of the pandemic, it's virtual quite a lot of the time, but it is Mm -hmm. a traditional internship. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that. I like that um, you were able to connect with especially the outpatient where you are able to connect with a dietitian that also has ADHD and you're able to see like the inner workings and how she manages her time and stays focused and, you know, just doing the things that she enjoys. That's so cool. Yes, it was really incredible. It was, she's actually was a great mentor and I think will continue to be a great mentor for me because it's not something that people really think about. I think internship directors and other interns and preceptors they don't consider that not all interns fit into a box of Mm -hmm. let me give you this task and you do it. Um, I certainly don't, don't think I fit into that box. And um, it was just nice to work with somebody who understands that and who was able to sort of let me lead the way in what I wanted to um, make of the rotation. Yeah. So did you seek that out specifically or was it your, um, your intern director that was able to point you in that direction? In this case, I found it. I um, had heard of this dietitian. She actually is a graduate of Bastyr as well. And I had heard of her through a professor and I knew she worked with people with ADHD and I just blindly emailed her and she was willing to have me as an intern. So it worked out really nicely. How awesome. Yeah. So being that you've had a rotation with her, um, what has your experience taught you and her experience about the effects on ADHD and nutrition? I learned a lot, both before I worked with her and while I was working with her, about how ADHD really affects eating behaviors. It's not even necessarily foods that you should or shouldn't be eating, although, you know, there is some research to support just foods that um, support overall brain health, but it was more Mm -hmm. just about the behaviors and the habits and that there's really no such thing as a correct or a normal way to eat. Uh, Mm -hmm. Different things work for different people. That's true of neurotypical people or people without ADHD as well as neurodivergent people. Um, And for ADHD specifically, people may forget to eat, whether due to their meds or because they were in a hyper focus that really makes it hard to, um, to identify and act on hunger cues or, you know, any other biological cues that you have. Um, People with ADHD also might experience overwhelm around mealtime. For example, Mm. you might hear of somebody opening the fridge and if there's nothing prepared, they just shut it because all the ingredients look really intimidating and it can be really hard to, um, to cook during those times or just to generally feed yourself in a way that, um, that fuels your body. Mm -hmm. Um, People with ADHD are also uh, potentially more prone to disordered eating or eating disorders. So those are all things that I noticed um, both with the clients I was working with and just with talking to my preceptor and doing my own research about really the way that ADHD affects eating in a way that most people have no idea until they, you know, until they come across somebody who's struggling with those behaviors. Mm, That's so interesting. Okay. So how do you think um, ADHD might impact your career after the internship? Well, I think... I can think of two ways right off the bat that it might affect my career. The first is what type of job will I be looking for? Mm -hmm. I have never loved the, the nine to five idea, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, the idea of having to be online at a job for certain hours of the day. And especially in this world, a lot of times you're also expected to be doing work outside those hours. And Mm -hmm. I, I really want a good work-life balance. And I just know that I personally am not 
usually able to sit and focus for eight hours straight. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. able to be in meetings and be doing work and really be productive in the way that I want to be and that I'm capable of if I'm sort of stuck in a desk all day long. Mm -hmm. The other thing um, that the other way that I think ADHD will affect my career is that I, as I mentioned, I have a lot of different interests and I want that to be reflected in my career. So I may want to sort of have my hands in a couple of different pots or be working on different projects or be involved with volunteer organizations and things like that, that will allow me to sort of satisfy all of my interests and mm-hmm. um, not, or sort of help me avoid burnout in any one area. It also has affected my own, um, you know, I've learned from my own eating behaviors, how ADHD affects those. And so that sort of inspired me to want to work with people who are struggling with some of those things as well. So part of my career might involve working with people with ADHD and helping them, you know, develop more intuitive eating behaviors and working with them through a health at every size lens, which is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, So all in all, I think it will affect my career, both in Uh, the type of people that I work with, uh, the number of things I do, and even the structure of my day. Yeah, no, you've put a lot of thought into that. That's really, really cool and proactive, you know, as you really go out and create the life that you want and that quality of life. So I kind of need to circle back because I know you have so many different interests, both professional and personal, and I don't think that I asked you what they were. Yeah, sure. Sure. So I also have a lot of personal interests, as I mentioned. I, I love movement. I love being active in a bunch of different ways. So right now that includes running, rock climbing, um, just, you know, walking, yoga, stretching. I actually am signed up for an aerial hoop class later today mm. for the first time. Like I said, I love trying new things. Um, a few yeah. years ago, I tried acro yoga, which I've done on and off since then. And that's been super fun. Though, okay. of course, less during the pandemic because it's a lot of face-to-face action. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got a lot of interests like that. I also love to read. I recently rediscovered reading for fun and I <laughs> I kind of feel like I invented it, honestly. That's how much I have been loving it. Um, I think my master's program was pretty intense and pretty uh-huh. rigorous and I, I had to learn quickly how to manage my time. And mm-hmm. thankfully, now that I have those skills, I'm able to do that in the internship. So I've been spending a good amount of time reading lately, which has been really great. Um, and besides that, I just, you know, I like being creative. I like photography, um, and being in nature and, and things like that. So yeah, lots of different interests, just depending really on, on my mood. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I get you as far as the, um, the reading goes, um, I've tried to go about my day, knock out all the requirements and assignments for my internship and handle my family and everything. And, what I've tried to do this year is to make sure that I'm reading for fun, like you said. So that's tended to be, I like nonfiction and documentaries and um, biographies, things like that. And I've had to shift over to fiction just to kind of relax my mind from the busy days. So it's cool that you're into that. I think a lot of us are. Yeah, reading as a form of escapism is something I fully support and now I've been doing. So yeah, it's been really great. Yeah, nice. Okay. So what's your plan after you finish your internship? My plan after I finish the internship is number one, to find a job or jobs that I love and two jobs that will allow me to have that work-life balance that I mentioned earlier. 
So that's going back to, you know, what will my schedule be and what are the types of people that I'll be working with? And I mean, a big one is, can I make enough money to support myself? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's going to be, those are going to be my priorities. I know that's a lot to look for in a single job, especially a first job. (laughs) So I'm going to do my best. Um, There's lots of things that I'm thinking about, you know, lots of areas that I might want to work in after this. Um, So I think figuring out what my options are and whether it'll be feasible to have multiple jobs versus one full-time or something like that. Um, so the, the big answer to your question is, I don't know, but yeah, um, my fair. goal is to find something that really is enjoyable, especially after all these years of school and interning, I really want something that's going to feel um, mm-hmm. fulfilling and like, I'm going to be able to make a difference. Yeah. I think a lot of us are seeking just that everything that you named, like quality of life and, um, doing work that you enjoy and that you're passionate about and making a positive impact in the field so no I I feel you 100% and I mean you also mentioned making the money that you want to make to sustain the life that you want I get it and I'm here for all of it so how do you want to shake up nutrition and dietetics that is a good question (laughs) my first thought is I have no idea (laughs) fair but my my second thought is really given what we've talked about, about my ADHD and how that's affected me and how that sort of, it's something invisible to the outside world. And yet for me, it's, it's with me all the time. And I, Mm -hmm. it really affects everything I do, both in my personal and my professional lives. I think I just want to focus on being authentic and not giving in to anyone's expectations of how an RD should act or where I should work or what I should be doing with my time or, you know, just how I should be doing anything. Um, I think being true to myself and my goals and um, just uh, recognizing that if a situation is not working for me, you know, if I'm not able to work within specific allotted hours, um, not being afraid to say, okay, now I'm going to change gears. And I think just being able to sort of follow my intuition and my, my ever changing interests and my desire to want to accomplish many things that are all very different. um, I think I just don't want to, give up any of those and mm-hmm. I would rather find a way to make them um exist sort of harmoniously um and that might be with a really unique job or it might be I don't know something I haven't even thought of mm-hmm. no and and that's very timely I think many of us are looking for everything that you just said um over the years and even now, quite honestly, speaking to different dietitians, there's a lot of pushback going on about that that very cookie cutter type dietetic life and things that you are expected to do. I think many of us are coming out here now like, no, this is what I want. I'm going to create it. If you can't be flexible, I'll go find some place <laughs> that'll allow the flexibility that I'm asking for to make the impact that I want to make. So I think we, many of us are feeling the way that you are right now. And I don't think that it'll be as hard as um, you may think to find what you're looking for, especially after COVID. There, it just seems to be a lot more flexibility that's being offered, even if you choose to work um, on your own, like in a, a private business or practice or for for other organizations that they need people now you know and they need people with the qualifications that you're coming with because everyone is trying to balance this this new normal and um 
the toll that it's taken on all of us, like mentally. So I think you'll find exactly what you're looking for. Oh, I appreciate your optimism. And yes, I agree. I am all in on the non-traditional dietitian careers. I think I, I like that a lot more dietitians are doing that now. And it's um, mm-hmm. something I've talked about with my fellow interns and my friends from grad school that there are so many things you can do with a dietitian with RD next to your name. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I, I feel that some days it's sort of unlimited. Um, and I definitely plan on, you know, taking advantage of that and um, just doing things that I love. Yeah, explore it and go get it. So what advice would you give to dietetic students and dietetic interns on this journey? Well, I think the, the first and main thing I would say, just given my own personal experience, is to use your uniqueness to your advantage. So rather than trying to fit yourself into a box, um, for example, I mean, with ADHD, it's, you know, time management, something that I've struggled with and breaking a regular nine to five schedule is something I don't think I'll ever do. And just things like that. And rather than trying to push those away and fit into what, what you think or what someone else thinks is normal or acceptable, just really don't be afraid to, to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I've learned, not necessarily the hard way, but I've just learned it over my time in school and working and being back in school that, it's always beneficial to do things the way that you think you should do them, even if it's not the way that other people think you should do them. And something else that I've learned in my experience that I, uh, well, I guess something I should explain that I don't know if this is because of my ADHD or not, but I tend to be pretty stubborn. Um, sometimes <laughs> I don't like, you know, I don't love when plans change or I don't love when I don't get to do this activity that I was planning or, you know, like once I set my mind to something, I'm mm-hmm. a lot of times thinking this is the only thing I'm ever going to want to do. And this is it. This is all that there is. And then I, I sometimes have an experience that I wasn't thinking I was going to enjoy. And then yeah. it turns out I love it. So that's mm-hmm. happened a couple of times in my internship, um, specifically with that private practice. I mm-hmm. had essentially ruled out the idea of having a private practice or working one-on-one with clients before I did that outpatient rotation. And now that I've done it, it's, you know, in my top three list of things I might want to do with my career. So just all that to say that don't rule out any opportunities that come your way or any rotations that you have coming up that you're kind of dreading. Um, And I know it's easier said than done. I, like I just said, I certainly am not that not always that good at keeping an open mind when it comes to new (laughs) opportunities, if they're not the ones that are already you know, on my list. Um, But I'm really glad that I have and that my mind has been opened and changed um, just based on the experiences I've had. And then I think my last piece of advice that I certainly struggled with in grad school, but I think have have embraced a bit more is to leave time for self-care. So school and the dietetic internship and eventually, you know, studying for the exam and job hunting are all super stressful and leaving time for anything that makes you feel good, whether it's reading or movement or a social life, skincare, baking, you know, whatever it is, uh, just leave time for it and prioritize it some days because it really, it's no fun to be only doing things that you have to do without doing things that you want to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's something that I've started to embrace a bit more lately. And it's really made me feel a lot better when I am, um, you know, getting down and doing the work and doing the rotations um, 
knowing that there will still be time for all the other things that I want to do. Yeah, listen, I'm team self-care for sure, no matter (laughs) what that looks like for you, as long as you're including your wants along with your needs in your day-to-day. So thank Mm -hmm. you for that. All right, Sarah, I'm so appreciative of you coming on the podcast today and sharing your point of view and, you know, your experiences with our audience. I'd love to give you the opportunity to ask any questions if there was something that I didn't ask you or to make a statement or share something that you find inspirational with the audience that we may have not um, had the opportunity to touch on. Sure. So uh, first, I'll just say that it has been a pleasure to be on the podcast. This is my first time being on a podcast ever. And, you know, I sort of, yeah, and and it's been really fun. And I I sort of actually did it on a whim. I saw that you had posted on Instagram that you were looking for guests on your podcast, um, Mm -hmm. specifically dietetic interns. And, you know, public speaking is something that I love to do, but always feel that I need more practice in. I think Mm -hmm. we all could use more practice speaking in front of audiences. And I think this was a great way to do that. And I feel like I'm definitely putting myself out there. This is new territory yes. for me. And, and I guess I just want to say that for anyone, um, any other listeners or dietetic interns who are not sure if doing, if it's the right time to do something, or if there's something that you want to do, but you don't feel qualified or you're having imposter syndrome. I have that too. And <laughs> I think you should just do it. I think there's, you know, the worst that could happen is that you cringe when you listen to yourself, which I'm sure is what I'll do later, <laughs> But I think um, that this experience has just been a lesson for me and hopefully a lesson I can share with your listeners that it's never the wrong time. I think if you want to do something, you should just put yourself out there and do it. And it's only going to be a learning experience. No, that's fantastic. That's um, I hope that sinks into everybody. Like there's been so many episodes that I've just been talking and lose my train of thought or I'm editing and it comes out crazy at least to me like there's so many errors that have been made that people don't even know you know bet on you try things out you might be better at it than you thought that you were and also who's gonna say anything they're not like nobody else is trying what you're attempting to do right and you're only gonna get better so I thank you for that I hope that's sunk in for those that needed to hear it. And and it continues to sink in for me as well. Okay, thank you so much for coming on, Sarah, and sharing all of your gems and information. If anyone from the 40-something and interning podcast audience wanted to reach you, can you please give me any social media or website information where they could contact you? Yes, thank you so much for asking. I did just start a new Instagram account that is focused on nutrition for ADHD. So it's feeding your ADHD. There are dots between each letter. So the actual name of the account is feeding.your.adhd. And I will be using this account to share knowledge and information on intuitive eating and health at every size, specifically for people with ADHD or other neurodivergent individuals. So whether you fall into this category of being neurodivergent or you're just interested in learning more about how neurodivergence affects eating behaviors, feel free to give me a follow. Nice. I'll definitely be checking that out, Sarah. I'm pretty sure you're going to have all types of good tips and tricks 
and education and information um, to learn more about neurodivergence. So I'll be um, definitely watching. Wonderful. Okay, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you.